Hey, podcast friends. If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. Just make sure that you have good light, good audio, and, and don't try to go too crazy. Like take steps because if you have good audio and decent footage and you're delivering great content, it's not going to matter how yeah. okay the quality is as long as you're delivering great content. I mean, look at it today. Companies are using Zoom interviews on TV yeah. as ads. Like, well, and, and that's the joke era. too, is like the glitching out screen is like a common joke on ads now. So yeah. it's like, yeah, no, your phone is fine. And I, you're absolutely right though. I think audio and lighting is the main, like, especially audio. Um, if like you can have the most pretty incredible lit shot. And if your audio sucks, they can't hear what you're saying. Uh, it's your message is not going to hit because they can't hear you. So that audio piece is huge. Social media is why you're seeing movie trailers now showing the first five seconds is just the most intense parts or the coolest or action or whatever it is. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. And then title. Cause they want to hook you. It's literally tr movie trailers have changed because of social media. So the big question is this, how are creators like us who aren't built for the nine to five for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable? How do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman, and welcome to Conversations with Creators. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And I am super excited. Today on the show, joining me is Adam Ekblad. And Adam, tell the fine people about yourself. What, why, what, what, what do we need to know about you? Hi, guys. My name is Adam. That's the first thing you need to know. I uh, love to travel. I love to make videos. I love to take pictures and make good content. Just going the extra mile for me to make that picture look better is always what I love to do. Uh, background on me, I've done video now professionally for close to 10 years. I was doing it professionally before I even went to college. So I went to school for marketing instead because that interested me and I've always been interested in business. And I was like, what can I apply to video instead of just going to film school that will make it better? And that kind of led me down this tunnel of video marketing. And now I have a video production firm based in Tampa that helps small businesses. And we use video. And we've also recently started social media management because a lot of our clients need that. Yeah. And we're also opening up a travel brand called Mori Travel that is specifically a travel agency, a travel marketing agency, I should say, for small brands uh, and medium brands in the travel industry. That's a, wow. That's a lot of hats. That's <laughs> a lot of things you're doing. It all, so, it all connects back together. Yeah, exactly. You basically, you've, you've built a career around pressing record, which is uh, I'm, I'm in a sim similar place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that I, I'd be this way. Um, if you asked my dad, he thought I would have been an engineer and I probably would have been if I, hadn't gotten involved in film and TV the way I did. And I just started picking up gigs and getting paid. But when I was like 
15, 16 for doing video work. And wow, I, you started that young like, with work. Oh, yeah. Like my first paid project that I shot on my own was a music video, but I also was doing like PA stuff when I got my driver's license. I could start PAing and like delivering copies and all that yeah. kind of thing. And that's why I didn't go to film school because like, by the time I was done, the, yeah, the internship I was working in high school ended up paying me and like keeping me on. And I was the head intern of all the interns. And I was the only one in high school and everybody else was in their college internship and I was their boss. So like, I was like, I don't want to get a hundred grand in debt. Correct. <laughs> Sorry if you went, I, I, not everybody's film school experience the same way, but no, I'm, me, I'm, I've been through film school and I am uh, a big, I'm adamant that people should not go to film school if they want to get into film. Cause it's the, the degree is pretty useless. I, I could see it. Like if you're wanting, like if you're like 18 and you want to get into it and you're just getting started maybe cause like uh, it'll get you on the right path and get yeah. you guided. But if you're already doing video like full time or even for a vlog or anything, I don't see a point. In it. So, yeah. But that's not the point. We could go on that discussion <laughs> all day long. Absolutely. So, so, so yeah. What uh, what interested you kind of about the video marketing side of things uh, when you were kind of moving towards that? Okay. So everybody knows about social media video. I learned about it before I went to college. I was already doing it for my video business. And then in college, I was working with the professor actually to tell them like, cause it kept update, it keeps updating so much that some of the professors didn't even know the most up-to-date version. So they were asking me and I was showing them my stuff in the class, <laughs> but I had a similar experience. So that was just for me tinkering, tinkering around trying to get wedding video clients back in the day. Now I don't really try to chase after wedding video clients. But the point is, is I was using the videos to do more of the marketing because you can sit there and you can create photos, you can create brochures, but you know what? Everybody can create photos and everybody can create brochures, but everybody can create video too, but to either be good or have good quality there's some barriers to entry whether it's experience equipment or knowledge so yeah. i think that by using video you're able to portray such a long message and so much information in such a short time that not even a thousand pictures could do it i always like to say if a, they say a picture is worth a thousand words and how much is a video worth because 24 frames one a video exactly <laughs> one video is 24 pictures in one second so how much information can you convey? And in a exactly. picture, you can't even do audio. You can't do like written stuff. Well, you can do written stuff, but you can do like more written stuff, like subtitles, graphics, VFX. It, it gets pretty complex. And I did start out in photography originally, but then got bit by video because it's just so much more intricate and has a lot more moving parts. Yeah. Especially speaking of like moving parts, like actual moving shots. I'm, I very rarely have the camera sitting still from, I mean, other than like, you know, it's funny. Most of my content is me talking to camera because I'm trying to deliver information and teach. But if you look at any of my work, any B-roll and stuff, it's all moving. I'm because that's why video is awesome. It's dynamic. It's changing. It's like interesting. Yeah. It's so weird for me because I'm just getting to the part where I'm okay with being in front of camera. Like yeah. I'm always okay with doing it when I'm recording myself, but yeah. I always notice that I talk too fast and I'm trying to overcompensate for it. 
But now with the, the content revolution, I mean, it's not even a revolution. It's just like who can make more content wins, you know, That's, people yeah, stop exactly. making content and leave the game. People enter the game. So it's like, even if your market's crowded or anything, by creating content that makes you stand out and yeah. being consistent, because I guarantee you most of these brands fall off. Like some of these RSS feeds I was looking at when I was managing some social media things, like Home Depot is posting like four times a quarter. I'm like, granted, they're a big business and all, but like there's a huge opportunity in that DIY oh, yeah. space to take over some of the top spots there with just posting more content. That's kind of the bottom line right there is you're making the content for the knowledge and the information. And this should be very important to anybody who's listening, no matter what kind of business, whatever you have is the fact that you're providing that content is so important. Mm -hmm. And although like you may not see the result today, tomorrow, next week, next month, you're making those connections one-on-one -on -one with the content that you're creating. And that person may one day be ready to do it. And you know who they're going to think of when it comes yeah. to mind when they're having problems? Bing, that's it. You. And that's, that's impossible to measure. Right. It, it, it's really hard to measure because it could take a couple months. Like I, I'm doing this other one video marketing thing for a construction company and finding the brands that I like to work with that this is important for is just the brand awareness and the brand recognition. I don't think people value this because it's hard to put a it's metric on it because for example, let's, let's break it down. Um, this construction company basically they do home renovations and I do video marketing for them. Uh, we do several videos a week and everything. And the pages, we've been doing it for about a month now and the page is starting to react to it. It's gotten several leads and for them, it works out great because one lead that closes is very high end. They sell high end product. It could be tens of thousands of dollars to remodel your house. So that's a very high end lead. But so here's where it really breaks down is the fact that these clients that are just seeing the content they're not there they might not need a renovation today or tomorrow they might not need a renovation next week next month they might not ever need a renovation they might be living in an apartment but you know when it does come time for them to need a renovation or if they're in a conversation having some drinks with friends and they have a conversation about renovation who are you going to call Yep. It, it's so dumb. Or another great one here is all these car accident law firms. Uh, they literally sit here and advertise <laughs> so, many of them. so much yeah. and so much. And you can sing all the jingles, you can say all the things and you think you never need it. But I was in a car accident. That was somebody's fault. And I had to use it. And you know who I called? The one that came to my mind first, you know, Top of mind. Yep. And it's like, they spent tens and tens of thousands of dollars to do that. But it worked out. And, you know, I've heard those commercials for four, five, six, seven, eight years. I've had my driver's license now nine years, 10 years. I've been hearing them since then. And nine years later, I became a client just because of that. Yeah. No, I've been having this. I mean, not, not a customer experience similar, but um, just been, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I may, I, and I want to do more of this, but made a video post slash photo post uh, every day of the week. 
Um, and I'm still, you know, there was one week and I want to do that weekly, but then, you know, it's, you get life gets, and it's, it's a lot of work doing that. Um, oh, you is. need a team behind you, which I realized after the first week. So I'm assembling the team now to be able to be more consistent with that. Um, no, I just started this whole team thing <laughs> and it's honestly a godsend. Because oh yeah. Like, like I'm that type of person that can do everything and I love to do it because it's my art. I know, like you said about, but like letting go is so important. It is. And having, no, I mean, that's another point. It's not video marketing that, related, but just anything. <laughs> seeing engagement coming in still on old stuff, you know, on stuff that I made a couple of weeks ago is great. And, you know, realizing that like, oh, you do this, if you like really bust your ass and do this consistently, you're going to have, a whole library of, of stuff that people are engaging with from like months ago. And that's where your brand really kind of builds because they, they can just binge through your stuff, which they do. Um, yeah. The, and it's hugely important. Yeah. The other thing that this kind of reminds me when we're talking about the construction project is when I took it over, they were doing like boosted post ads, which kind of are a big no, no in the advertising and marketing world but a lot of people don't know that so step number one don't ever do a boosted poster ad it's not very controlled it's kind of just like a giant shotgun blast that makes sense um, so this company was spending like a hundred to two hundred dollars to boost these posts and they were getting some likes and about 50 engagements from them but then we posted video when i took it over and the same video gets the same engagement with outspending any money yeah and it's powerful. just as simple as that like you can spend the money on ads trying to push it or you can spend the money on good content right so i mean if you can't make it yourself find somebody to do it because like we said it's a lot to manage i mean even if you're going to edit yourself clearly you need to run your business and you should probably outsource it i would say like yeah if you're really serious and you're in a business like that like this is the number one thing to grow and I think we were talking about this earlier is the other big problem is that the content creation is only 50% of yeah. the work. Yep. So making sure that like, if you hire somebody like a firm, even if it costs you 2000, 3000, maybe a month, that's taking so much work off of you. So all you have to do is work to promote that. And yeah. that is literally just so important because if you're spending the time that you were spending on creating videos, if you're not a video person, I guarantee you you're way slower at it. Cause like, I can tell you now I'm way better than I was five years ago. So like spend the time on what's going to give you the most return and don't think about the number that you're spending. Think about the number that you're losing out on instead. Right. Right. Well, yeah. Like how much is your time worth and how much of that time are you spending doing stuff that maybe that well a that's that's not revenue generating at the moment which is yeah huge. like where are you spending yeah. your time with and how's it making you money it, it's just the point that if you're spending let's say twenty five hundred dollars a month in video and you're you're miss before you're missing out on so many people because you're not using the video so by getting the video you're actually connecting to more people you're being more engaged and you're technically losing money if you're not using video properly because you, you really are bottom line. It helps your website. It helps your Facebook. It helps everything online because everybody can sit down and write, but not everybody can make a video. So Correct. make sure you make have a watchable great video. video. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's got to be good. I mean, <laughs> it's got to have a story. You know, people always fret about the quality of the shots and the quality of everything. 
But here's a couple of quick tips. If you have good audio, good shots. If you're on a smartphone, that's okay. Don't record at night. Only record outside <laughs> in the day. Make sure you have light. Get that thing light. Make sure you have some sort of mic, whether it's going to be a wireless lab like I have on. As you can tell, I'm not from the podcasting industry. This is for my video gear. But just make sure that you have good light, good audio, and, and don't try to go too crazy. Like take steps because if you have good audio and decent footage and you're delivering great content, it's not going to matter how yeah. okay the quality is as long as you're delivering great content. I mean, look at it today. Companies are using Zoom interviews on TV yeah. as ads. Like, well, and, and that's the joke era. too, is like the glitching out screen is like a common joke on ads now. So yeah. it's like, yeah, no, your phone is fine. And I, you're absolutely right though. I think audio and lighting is the main, like, especially audio. Um, if like you can have the most pretty incredible lit shot. And if your audio sucks, they can't hear what you're saying. Uh, it's your message is not going to hit because they can't hear you. So that audio piece is huge. Yeah, that's so true. And the other thing to think about, even if you want to have the best cameras and stuff is at the end of the day, whether Coke puts it on Facebook, whether Nike puts it on Facebook, whether you put it on Facebook, whether I put it on Facebook, it all goes through the same compression. Right. So right. The, the video, LinkedIn, I've realized. Oh my God, LinkedIn's the so worst. Oh bad. my gosh. It's, I, so, it's, so it's not just me. I have <laughs> been God. like, I know I shot this in HD. I know I uploaded this in H.264 <laughs> compression, which is what you're supposed to use on the internet. Why does this look like dog shit? I'm still <laughs> waiting for the internet to convert over to H.265, but that's a, another story for another day but yeah but no, linkedin linkedin don't worry about it it looks like shit for everybody it's okay yeah, <laughs> LinkedIn, get on your is, get on your compression game man like get up to youtube's level at least yeah and even the thing people don't realize is now we're just getting into it with digital streaming content right but for the longest time with tv tv was never really even 1080p mm. like for the most part like it was 1080i there there were some places that did that but so why are we sitting here trying to put 4K out there on everything if it comes down to a compressed oh, image on a, either something that's going to be sent on a TV Unless or Unless you're a like, feature filmmaker where and your movies are going to be watched in a theater, you don't need 4K, 8K, all this ridiculousness. Everything's oh, going to be HD. I have a, I have a red... <laughs> and I shoot on ProRes for the most part. <laughs> yeah. And then do you put that do you put that footage on on <laughs> online? Good. Yeah, yeah. It looks it <laughs> looks really good with the compression. It's so big. No, when dude, I shoot like a either depending on the upload if I'm going social media for the most part, I'll do a 2K upload or 2K ProRes 422. Yeah. Pretty simple and it keeps it lightweight. I mean, granted you can't push it far and grading like you would the raw, but Yeah compared to the look you'll get out of an a7s it's or something like that what i get out of my a7s obviously i mean yeah comparable. the sensors just on a different level that's why you're paying what at least yeah. 50k for the camera yeah but <laughs> that's a different story for a different yeah, day. yeah we can go to gear talk we all can day go long. on the gear talk all day long <laughs> And I'll go down that rabbit hole, but I just want to make sure we're giving a lot of value about exactly. No, this has been guys. great. And those, I mean, those are super actionable tips about like when you're going to record things to think about and 
Um, and yeah, and, and the importance of, of having the video and being, I mean, that consistency piece, honestly, like if nothing else, even if your stuff isn't the highest quality, even if it's on your phone, it's fine. That consistency piece is the most important thing. And that's something I realized recently was, uh, I'd planned basically a week ahead for, for the content. And I realized that I need to plan a month ahead because life, life happens. And if you can just, you know, so basically instead of making, three, you know, three to six videos at a time, I need to make 12 videos at a time and then plan them out over the next month. So I can then make the next 12 while those are going out. Cause that's it really, it's, it's a lot of work, but if you can at least get in the, it's a habit thing, it's a rhythm thing. And, uh, it's a lot of work, but like, again, videos, that, that's why I say, here's another thing that's important. Just yeah, go for business it. overall. And I've learned this the hard way. Um, the editing and just everything else that's time consuming so about video. the editing is too. so bad but my point is is for any business find what you're good at find what brings you the most revenue and focus on that like yeah. literally i can't tell you how much happier i am to just ship off stuff with the editing because i i don't like to be in front of the computer i like to interact with people and when I'm interacting with people, I can make connections and make new clients. And that's going to make me way more money than I'll ever make in the editor bay. Yeah. And the best part about it is, is like, granted, I've been editing for a long time and have everything all in one. The best part about it is my content actually got better. Mm. It's kind of hard to admit that. Not really. At, I'm, like, I'm, hindsight, I'm in this but. conversation considering giving editing to a VA. Cause I love, I love editing and, uh, well, vet them hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. exactly. Editing, but well, cause, cause say... a lot of it, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the micro content that I'm putting out now, which is less than 60 seconds long is mostly just educational. Me talking to camera with like I can titles popping yeah, up occasionally. Yeah. It's not crazy show reel stuff. So the amount of, you know, basically I'm putting in titles and gifts and, that oh, that's it in pictures to illustrate points but it's really simple so if i could get editing off my plate that would help a lot for the simple stuff and then I'll, you know when i do want to make the when you know when i go on to go you know higher level like what click funnels is doing now with their basically like short films as their marketing content they're like fully produced like with lighting and actors and everything. that i can totally make myself no yeah i, I just think because the time wise it just makes so much more sense and like it especially would be nice. since i've been shifting more to social media and stuff a lot of the quick flashy edits with the graphics do a lot better on there for the most part um because you only have seven seconds to capture somebody's attention exactly right that's uh, why i always stay actually here's a great tip for to, to kind of build off of that is um I start every video out. You can see through my content. I start every video out with, in this video, I'll be covering this subject. Hi, I'm Noah Corso. In the first three seconds, you know exactly what the video is about. So if you want to stick around, great. And if it's not for you, perfect. But you at least let people know what they're there for. Oh, that yeah, that reminds me of that uh, YouTube ad idea I was telling you about earlier. It was um, one thing that I was trying with a client is basically it's the youtube ad where it goes in front of the youtube videos yeah not like the pre-roll um the pre-roll yeah and so it's just a cut out of this person kind of taking up part of the screen not too much but and they say hey do you need xyz if so 
continue watching. If not, click next. So basically, and the ad goes on for two seconds more and says, hi, I'm blank blank. And yeah. this is what we do. Exactly. And it just cuts. If you're, and no, I love that. that. I love that. that. That's like, that's really cool. Cause that's like permission for the viewer. If they're not interested to click forward and not feel bad, like, in, you know, that's, I love yeah. that. That's kind of like a conversation within the ad. And it almost intrigues you too, because yeah. you're like, you're like, I have the option to skip, but like, do I want to? Right. I well, know this is, I mean, this is the same reason path. now why, I mean, social media is why you're seeing movie trailers now showing the first five seconds is just the most intense parts or the coolest or action or whatever it is. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. And then title. Cause they want to hook you. It's literally tr movie trailers have changed because of social media. Yeah. One time it's funny. I actually watched an ad for an entire movie. Like the movie was, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, ad, yeah. but it was so good that I actually watched the whole movie. Exactly. And it was like, it wasn't even that crazy of a movie, but it was just so good. I don't, it, don't remember was it, it like, like movie fun. length in an ad oh it was a hundred or one hour and a half like i watched <laughs> the whole thing in the ad i'm not kidding you it was like a the, free movie in the ad i the just remember I courage on that to person to run teacher. that i love it it was like sponsored by intel if i remember but like <laughs> i showed my film teacher the next day i was like i was literally told him the story and we all watched the movie in class because it was perfect because it was just like what can you do on a low budget with this much yeah. interesting still? And I don't even know what they were trying to promote or anything in the end, but <laughs> See, like, that's the I issue. That's the, the issue. If, because if that's it was the call to action, the call to action, what we talked about on your podcast. Exactly. Right. If you had a movie and then you have a real solid call to action at the end, then it's an effective ad, but they're just like, it, that's the thing too, is there's the only time you don't need a call to action potentially it's because you thought it was intel so if you're a big brand like that and you like it's your world your world known all that stuff you got your you know your coke level your budweiser level your nike level you don't necessarily need a call to action because you are so well known it's just again a top of mind thing oh i need new shoes or i need a drink oh yeah i saw that cool ad i'll get you know so but if you're anybody below nike level which is 99 percent of us <laughs> then yes you need a call to action absolutely yeah, I think it's all super important and it, it depends how you're implementing it. And like that YouTube idea we talked about, the call to action would be yeah. just wait till the next video. I love that. And then you find them on down to the next one. And the next one, you can use three to five, let's say. Yeah. But if they make it to five. Right. They're probably going to be a customer. <laughs> <laughs> talk to like, me, I mean, talk to me about that. It sounds like you have some ad experience. So talk to me about like what, you know, the, the retargeting strategy and even, you know, for somebody who doesn't know what is retargeting. All right. So this is such a broad topic, but <laughs> yeah. um, we'll simplify it real quick. Uh, you can kind of track some people and this is changing too with Facebook's ad update coming up. In oh, interesting. May, I think, or did it, I don't know. It's coming up soon. It may have already happened. Changing constantly. Or it's not Facebook. Technically it's Apple's updating their okay. iOS, which gives the users the option to choose if they track the background data. So you may not be able to track them as well as you used to. On may, retargeting on up. Facebook may be going away. Not going away, but just Changing. not as it, it should still do the get the job done, but yeah. it's going to be less stalkerish. And the thing is, it's also about the permissions because right. like, you can technically allow it. But anyways, so <laughs> side tangent on that. So basically, with Facebook, 
and YouTube and Google, you can put stuff like pixels inside your website. And by putting these in the website, it's just a piece of code that gets opened and goes to a log and says, hey, this person went here, here, here on your website. They spent this much time. It's different for Google Analytics and stuff, but by really looking at that data and that information, you can kind of like, that. that's another big part of the data analytics too. You, uh, you can kind of sit there and really target your customers and your leads and your people. Uh, so for instance, let's say if you have a shop or let's say if you have a course that you're trying to sell, you can install your Facebook pixel on your site and then set up something automated so that let's say they go into your shopping cart and they put your course in the shopping cart, but then they leave and they don't come back. You can actually target that person with a video specifically mm, yep. for that person. It's a lot of work to set up. And that's why we, we tell people hire to out. kind of hire out exactly yeah. because you can I've done do it, it and it's own. pain in the ass. It is a pain. <laughs> But, the but, point but again, is, it's, it's amazing it to be able to track that. Yeah. No, to see, I mean, and so, you know, exactly what you said, you can target with an ad after it's a secondary ad or even a third or fourth, we're talking different levels here of somebody who has basically abandoned their shopping cart on your site. Didn't buy, like they had, they wanted to buy your course, but then they did it. And you can say, oh, okay, I now have a, Hey, you know, saw that you went to, you know, you can make it like so personalized, be like, saw that you're interested in this. I'd love to give you like these three more features about why this is awesome to convince them to go back and finish. Or offer them a fire sale or yeah, whatever it is, whatever it is. But, but that's, that's so powerful. Thing. I don't think people realize, but social media is not free. Like <laughs> no matter what, like even Absolutely. as a user, you're giving away your data as a business, you're giving away either money or whatever. Back in the day, you know, Facebook used to be a place uh, and Instagram, YouTube, you can carve your way out on. Uh, and so with Google with the SEO. But the point is you, you have to pay to play. You have yeah. to either have to pay with your time to create all the content, whether it's going to be videos, photos, graphics, whatever, or you have to pay money for somebody to do that. And that would be a more organic growth strategy. And that would take much, much longer. But I guarantee you in the long run, that's probably going to be a better strategy. And then there's also the paid traffic method, which is obviously paid for up front. So you have to pay one way or another, whether yeah. it's your time, your, your money or your resources, whatever it is, like just go get out there and just start paying, whether you're going to do it in the spending or you're going to do it and whatever it sounds so dumb but if you're really lacking the results you want on social media like you got to put some money into it because yeah commit it it becomes impossible to manage uh, a brand running a company and running a social media properly it's reality. a lot yeah yeah it's a lot and that's really what i what the, the lesson that i've realized over the last couple of weeks was like okay I know, and this is this is really comes back to the the zone of genius conversation, which is what are you really good at, and what do you enjoy? Like, what gives you energy? Because if you're spending so thing. much time on stuff that you hate, and you're not going to have the energy to do the stuff that you're good at and that you enjoy, so that's really I'm I'm realizing the filming and the captions and stuff like when I put when I schedule stuff out it needs to be my voice, but uh 
there's a lot like, again, editing of this podcast and posting of this podcast and stuff like that. Show notes are not me. You, there's a lot of stuff you do that doesn't have to be your time where yeah. you, if you, cause if you stay with what you're good at and what you enjoy, that's the, that's, that's why we're doing this is to do work that we enjoy and that we're good at. Um, otherwise we can all go get the nine to five and, you know, do that grind. This is literally the subject of the ebook that I just finished today and pride sold my, I, I pre-sold it yesterday to a lady on a call, but it's called the social media funnel. And it's literally doing that. It's setting up your prof, all of your social media profiles to uh, get those leads, get those emails and the calls to action and get, if you have like a, a lead magnet or a low ticket thing, like my ebook, seven bucks, um, getting them into the next stage with you. And uh, Clubhouse being connected to Instagram is, which then can connect to Linktree where people can, you know, browse your stuff is just the best use of time and energy, uh, man. But you have to have, you have to have your profile set up the right way to make that happen. Yeah. I'm still figuring it out in there and trying should, to, I'll, I can, I can give you my book. You can, it'll help you. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Uh, cause I, I, I gotta get in Clubhouse. I gotta get more of the funnels going again. Yeah, it's kind of, Again, I, I try capturing, to do less capturing the leads, not and, just having conversations, but like, here's a, th you know, here's more about me and here's the next step to take with me. What do you use for your email system? Like uh, uh, email active system? campaign, active campaign. I just yeah, tried to send super it. easy. Actually, this is covered in the book is how to create a step-by-step -step on how to create a automation with active campaign that will get your freebie or whatever uh or you know yeah mostly a freebie all right i'll check it out uh, or a product sent out to people automatically yeah because also another thing that i i personally am working on strengthening in my inbox of marketing tools is the email marketing yeah because even though people think it's bad it's it's just so good like that that list that you have created it's just so strong and it's like i have a yep. little bit of a list but i just got to figure out how to use it to its full advantage i'm about to test it out for the first time with uh with this once i have the funnel ready for the ebook which i'm building right now uh, i'm gonna let my list know that i have a new ebook out and through the funnel and see what happens see if there's some sales that come through but no your email list is everything and that's another i think uh probably freebie I'm going to make a handout is like how to put together a welcome sequence that's automated on your, on your email. So that, uh, every time you add a new email, they will get five to seven different value emails from you. So they get to know you over the span of a couple of weeks. Uh, and that's all automated. You have to set it up once. So you don't have to be constantly hitting them again, but like you're, you're helping them. You're not asking funnels? for anything in return and it's what you're doing that all in quick funnels. No, that's through that that entire email automation thing is through Active Campaign. Okay, okay, just yeah, Active Campaign is is my absolute favorite. Um, I know, oh, what's the other one? I don't remember. There's a bunch of them, but I just I I really I love the interface. I started sending blue lately because I really wasn't happy with Mailchimp. Like it was Mailchimp good back in the sucks. day, but. <laughs> Yeah, but no, like too, now, it's just like, clunky, man. It's not, it's not fun to use, which is when you're dealing exactly. with technical stuff, having it at least fun, decently fun to use is key. No, I agree. Cause I, I just recently got back into that email thing and I'm like, dude, yeah, it's, I can't it's, use email list is Well, again, it's that whole, um, the, the idea of traffic that you own versus traffic you don't own. So traffic that you own is your email list, your text list, your webs, you know, whatever, who's coming to your website, um, all those communities. 
um, traffic that you do not own is social media. They can shut you down whenever they want and they will yeah. uh, if you break a rule or whatever. And uh, then if you get shut down or you get blocked or whatever, you just lost all of, you know, however long you've had that profile and however many people you connected with, those are all gone because you do not own that traffic. So getting people to your email list, to your texting thing uh, is, is everything. No, it's so important. Like just the biggest thing for anything is that I realize in my business too, is even if you're not offering the best product, the best service, whatever, if you're the cheapest, the most expensive, the biggest thing for any client that you can do is to communicate. Yeah. It sounds so dumb and it's so rudimentary. And I even missed that everything. On myself, but like I lost the client because I wasn't communicating enough with them. And I, I realized after the fact, cause I had just taken it for granted because I had thought like we were doing everything well and it was just a little bit behind schedule, but you know, like I wasn't updating enough and doing yeah. a lot of stuff and, I'm pretty sure I would have been able to save that, that relationship if I had communicated, communicated more. It's, it's everything, yeah. man. I agree. Well, this I was even awesome. doing the things to fix it, but yeah. I didn't communicate that. So <laughs> right. didn't know that. you didn't know <laughs> that there were things to fix. Exactly. No, yeah, it's huge. So, so wh- this has been awesome. Where, what are you up to? What are you excited about right now? And where can people find you? Uh, right now, everybody can find me. Probably the best place to reach me would be either Instagram or LinkedIn. And it's just Adam Ekblad. It's E-K-B-L-A-D for anybody looking at to spell it. Um, you guys can reach out with me there. If you want to follow some of my business projects, you can follow my uh, video brand, Hashtag Cinema. You got to spell out hashtag. Uh, it's so hashtag cinema.com we have the instagram facebook you can find us there and my latest venture is called mori travel which is that specific travel brand i was talking about that is marketing specifically for your travel experience and that can be found at mori.travel or you can find us on instagram at mori.travel as well and how do you spell that m-o-r-i-i i'm happy i asked it's weird yeah that's so true (laughs) it it is what do you think of the name if i mori.travel mori what is it what does it mean to you mori means it means the desire to capture a fleeting experience that's a great word that's a great word so So, that works and i just liked (laughs) it because like you you want mori (laughs) i like it no it works for both ways that's great (laughs) well adam thank thank you you so much for having me man (laughs) this has been a blast i i want to do this again soon so maybe in a month or two we can revisit and i can have you on my podcast because i just had a great time chatting with you and hopefully we gave everybody a lot of great value. totally man i'd love Thanks. i'd be happy to have you and uh, i appreciate your time